Hello and welcome back to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. And I'm Drew. And welcome back to the concluding chapter of the spirited Troy Bolton defence trilogy. Or is it? Troy Bolton is not in Sharpay's fantabulous adventure. He's not. (laughs) And Troy Bolton will not be in High School Musical the series because Zac Efron has moved on to bigger, brighter things with yeah. The Rock. So that's true. this will be the last time we talk about my beloved Troy Bolton, I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> you are only going to like him more for this film. Yeah, but the problem I have is very much how much more am I going to dislike everyone else because <laughs> of it? Like, Troy Bolton deserves better. We, we've established this. Mm-hmm. High School Musical 2, he was the only one actually doing anything worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And it, all of the other Wildcats are layabouts and forget the golden rule. What's a Wildcat? Always a Wildcat. Mm-hmm. No, they're quite happy to dismiss him and cast him out. And High School Musical 2 definitely hits the grease vibe of you have to do bad to fit in. Yeah. You know, like... Troy Bolton's arc is Sandy's arc, you know, has to compromise on his values and his integrity to be welcomed back by the Wildcats. Yeah. So I don't hold out much hope that he will have the happiest of endings. I'm sure by DCOM standards, yes, he will have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. However, if Gabriella is his happy ending, I will riot. Okay. Fun fact, in the UK this week, we've had some of the hottest weather we have had in well over a year. Mm -hmm. And the last time we watched a musical Mm -hmm. for this show in weather like this, it was Oklahoma. You hated it. (laughs) Every second of it. And partly because I'm hot and sticky and it's not fun. So I, uh, I really want Troy Bolton to have a happy ending Mm -hmm. I don't care enough about the other characters because the events of High School Musical 2 have really soured me on them yeah Sharpay and Ryan grew exponentially in my opinion and I'm sure we'll get more from them and maybe they will have happier endings as well but I'm not here for the rest of them like I don't care about Chad I don't care about Gabriella. I don't care about Gabriella's swatty friend. (laughs) Taylor. That one. I don't care about (laughs) Chelsea. Kelsey. Kelsey. (laughs) I want... Adventure. No. What I want is Souffle Guy to have a good good happy ending. Like, that he can see that he's been accepted. Zeke. Good for Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, Yeah. I, I like Zeke. Zeke is quite pure. He doesn't seem to get involved in the nonsense in the second one. He is happy just baking. And it, it's amazing what baking can do. Mm-hmm. I I hope he ends this film being like, oh, hey, I've been accepted into culinary school in Paris and I can't wait to go. And Zeke gets a happy ending. But other than Zeke and Troy, Sharpay and Ryan, I don't care. Okay. And because I know this is senior year, mm-hmm. because I know that we are walking those sacred halls once more. Mm-hmm know that we're going to have the drama teacher back yeah and i am not here for that however in the last two movies i have been telling you that this is the one where she becomes a good person 
and fine. I'm all for growth. Yeah. It's an up already like an uphill battle because I am not impressed with her pedagogy mm-hmm. and approach to teaching <laughs> yeah. based on High School Musical 1. It's really funny because whenever we get to talk about teachers on this podcast, <laughs> we, we just end up judging fictional I, teachers. I do think like that's very much... Because teachers aren't written by teachers. Yeah. It's very telling that one of the better teacher characters is like... Greg Davies in Who was in a teacher, us. yeah. And I don't know how much writing he had, but he played a teacher and he was formerly a teacher. And I am sure yeah. he had that impact well, in a, the role. There's a TV show called Teachers, right? Yes. Which is written got by... Andrew uh, Scott, you know, the creepy one from Love Actually, who held up the signs. Yeah. yeah. But like Andrew the majority Lincoln. of yeah. the writers for that are comedians who were teachers. And it's so fun because it's it's... What you as a kid imagine the staff room to be like. That's what staff room is like. Or is it? Well, if you want that. <laughs> I think, you know, if we were firefighters reviewing musicals and a firefighter cropped up. Yeah. We would be quick to judge them on how they do their careers. Mm-hmm. And I think because we are teachers. Yeah, it's like doctors watching medical dramas, right? Yeah, we are going to have more to say on that than we would anything else. Hmm. Had Miss Darvis been written by a teacher, yeah, maybe she'd be better. Uh, maybe she was written and inspired by a bad drama teacher that the yeah. writer had. And even more reason why you would dislike them as a character. Mm. I still harbour that resentment because like, None of the kids have an interest, and the kids that do have an interest may not be the most talented, but are seen as outcasts and rejects by this teacher who is supposed to foster some kind of curiosity. Yeah. And she doesn't. I'm surprised anyone's auditioned to be part of her shows. Mm-hmm. So I do hope we see a happier, better teacher who's more aware of the impact she has. I know that this is uh, a decom. And I know that obviously the target audience probably don't like their teachers all the time, but because this is a theatre kid show... Yeah, but I think it's very polarising. Like, you either have a theatre teacher you love... Yeah. ...who fosters that in you and it thinks it's the best thing ever, or you have a theatre teacher you hate who is, like, really picky about who gets to do what because yes, they don't, don't want to give anyone a chance. don't think you'd have the auditions of these students who didn't feel... They were as strong as others. So I'm hoping Miss Darbus is is having like a redemption arc. Mm -hmm. Maybe she calls out Chad and is like, hey, you've been a bad friend. That'd be great. Like, I think at this point, that's that's all she could do to be like, you guys need to treat Troy Bolton better. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with High School Musical 3. Cool. Senior year, they were going to graduate. Zac Efron, Troy Bolton is going to be the valid Victorian. Yeah. Um, he's going to say once a wildcat, always a wildcat at the podium in his red robes. I've seen that gif. I thought valedictorian meant you got the highest grades. I don't know what it means. <laughs> um, I know that there's an that alternate here, one. Do we really? Yeah. Um, there's like class rep. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, there's going to be a sad song. Of course. Gabriella needs something to sing. It's going to be one of those... 
Shall I Stay or Shall I Go songs that we've had twice from her. Yeah. It's not going to... <laughs> it's not going to make anything better. And I think it's just going to continue making her look like this whiny, spoiled, privileged brat. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I view her as. Mm-hmm. You know, Troy gets her a, a job. Fantastic. But she seems to complain about that. Like, oh, I wanted to spend my summer doing nice things. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're here with all your friends. What would you have done? Everyone here is working. What would you have done? Yeah. So, this one came out in 2008. Yep. We are developed immediately. The same year as Mamma Mia. Yes, indeed. Immediately following High School Musical 2, they went straight into this. Yeah. Because they knew they were going to make a third one. It was a trilogy. And they knew at this point that based off of the success of the first two... Disney Productions were like, we're going to release this one in cinemas because it's the last one. We'll make a big deal of it. Yeah, this is like the equivalent of we're coming to the end of... What's the end game? Well, I was going to say the end of Harry Potter and we we have to turn Deathly Hallows into two books. Yeah. You know, uh, two films so that we we can make more money. This is Disney being like, yeah, it's the last one we're going to do and it's got enough of a following that we need to put this in cinemas and make some money. The budget for this movie was $11 million dollars. You want to guess how much it made? It made like 98 million. No. Oh my God. It made $252.9 million. See, I wanted to say like 200, but I thought, am I over-egging the pudding? Nope. And I probably saw it five separate times. (laughs) I did not see it. I did not see it as many times as I saw Mamma Mia the same year. (laughs) However, they were going to go and film in Canada... Because it's cheaper to film in Canada. Yes. But... has been discussed many a time with these decoms. Yes. But Utah, which is where they've been filming previously, offered to give them a tax break incentive to go and film there because it brings a lot of money to the area that they film yes. in. And especially to the school because you can go and visit the school and, you well, know... The fact that they're still making, like, High School Musical, the musical the series. In the same school. Yeah. In the same town. Um, it's like Breaking Bad did so much for Albuquerque. Yeah. They began filming in May and Disney... Of 2008? Yeah. Jesus. And Disney Pictures actually diverted a lot of their other productions at the time so that they could get this filmed. And they took people off of other projects and were like, okay, no, we, got, we have to do this so yeah, that it's ready. Yeah, launch date November. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do this. We have to get it ready. Cast were in rehearsals for it months before so they were ready to film as and when and it premiered in london okay yep on october 17th 2008 and then theatrical release began in the u.s on october 24th of 2008 i have absolutely no idea why they did that and it was immediately a critical success critics saying that it had improved upon the first two and added the character like more character to characters finished off their storylines made it all like really clear that they'd had good character development from the first one which is nice to hear from a critic that they've watched the previous two oh a hundred percent you know like Like, it's not i think that was important though i i think too often your temptation is your, your job is to review a movie, mm. you should be able to review this movie without context. However, when it is a sequel, 
especially the finale of a series. Yeah, I think you need to because how many how how many movies otherwise would dislike other things about this because they don't yeah. actually understand the jokes or the history. And as much as we're going to have uh, instances of like, oh hey, remember that time this happened? As like. Hey, you know, remember that peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, it turns out Troy doesn't actually eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because they're bad for his basketball physique. Yeah, they're, like, going to bring some stuff up in the way that you have to in these films, in, like, any tr- sequel or threequel, where yeah. you've got to, like, reference something from the previous film so we don't have to think too hard about what's happening. Are we going to see Troy's big, like, picture from the first film again? Maybe. Yay. I don't think it's the one from the first one, though. I think they updated it. Aww. It made $90 million worldwide in the first three days, which made it <laughs> the largest opening weekend for a musical film of all time. Wow. Crazy. And then, obviously, worldwide overall, it made $252.9 million, which is insane. Is it one of the better like live-action Disney films of this era, like discounting Pirates of the Caribbean? It's one of the highest grossing, yeah. Because Disney's live-action output has always been mixed. Yeah. Uh, again, without Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, it's fine, they're rebooting it now with Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Which looks great, but so weird. But th- but this is the thing is, I can't actually think of many other like live-action Disney cinematic releases that I have seen. Like, discounting Star Focus, Wars, Focus. discounting Avengers. The live-action Disneys are not as memorable. And- yeah, I mean, they're primarily an animation company, aren't they? Or they were. So the animated movies have always been historically better however with obviously getting into this era of live action movies yeah i'm not loving it but it's fine <laughs> yeah i mean obviously i guess i'm i'm forgetting if you think about the ones that do not fall under the category of something else so marvel not counting that just looking at disney what have they done recently that is not a retelling remake or park ride they did the pacifier with uh vin diesel back in 2004 (laughs) yeah that was in 2004 do you think that's where we got the idea that it was all about family probably um i guess that is our point that's the the first fast and furious film right no it's like the spin-off halfway through Hmm. yeah and i think that is very telling i i guess miley cyrus you know, Hannah Montana, the movie. Mm-hmm. Is That's a, is great. A, yeah. Is You've a enjoyed that one. so much. I did enjoy that one. It's all about the climb, baby. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack for this movie was really successful. It got number two on the Billboard 200, only coming second to ACDC's Black Ice. <laughs> which is particularly cool. That's a uh, specific vibe. Mm-hmm. So critically, people like this one. Which is, I guess, a weird statement to make. It still has, by the sounds of it, that decom flavouring. Where, Mm -hmm. like, they've been true to its roots. They've not spent a year on the process of making it. It's been, we're ready, let's go. So they've not piled on the pressure to make it feel like a cinematic release. They've stuck to what made high school musical work Mm -hmm. which is cool i like that idea you know i think 
when you take a TV show and you make it big screen. Yeah. And not even a TV show. Obviously, it was a decom movie, but made for TV movie. Yeah. The temptation is you're now at the big time, so it's make it feel big time. In Between is one, for me, hit that perfectly. It felt like I was just watching a prolonged episode of the TV show. Mm-hmm. In Between is two, felt like a movie version of the in betweeners where they'd made things bigger and changed the worlds and made it a bit more like fan, you know like fantasy at moments yeah so it's quite nice to hear that they're keeping to the formula and just i'll watch it and if i didn't know any better mm-hmm. it would feel like a decom by the sounds of it yeah and i think that's important cool fan wise where would you say people fall on this one is this i think it's obviously everybody has their own opinions but widely it is said that number two is the best one and then number one because it's the original and then this one okay which is really interesting because if i was ranking them i think this would be my second favorite one but is it just because everybody loves high school musical too and then you have to be like oh well we wouldn't have that without one so what you've just said to me, this is like the first three Shrek films where Shrek 2 is the best, but we love Shrek 1, and then you've got Shrek the third, which is just... I love this movie. I think the songs in this are great. There's some really big staged musical numbers in this, which yeah. I think is fantastic, and we get to spend some time with my favourite characters, so... Well, obviously we will come back later with a few views of people who have interacted with us mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe people back up what you've said, you know, it's two one three. Yeah. Maybe people say three two one or two three one, who knows? Mm-hmm. This one's still got Kenny Ortega attached. Yes indeed. So we have that creative vision through three films is always good. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like it's the right time to say goodbye to school. Yeah. I don't know the name of the school. Is it East High? It is East High. It feels like it's time to say goodbye to East High. You Mm -hmm. know, we've just wrapped up another school year on Friday. And it it does feel like a a time for goodbyes Mm -hmm. as we head into summer. I guess the final thing I'm worried by is the timescale of this one. We saw with shows like Rent and shows like Fame, I don't like it when they try and cram a lot of time into one musical because this has got the subtitle of senior year i hope that this is picking up in the final months of senior year i believe it's the last term so that's what i'm hoping i don't want this to be like greece Mm. where we see a full year but you would not know it was a full year greece is over a full year yeah, I summer it was loving from, all the like, way to the end. Winter break. No, because the first song, summer loving. Yeah, but there's like an indeterminable amount of time no, in between. No, because the first song is all like, "What did you do over the summer?" Oh, I got a girlfriend. And, Jeez. Okay. And same in Greece too. It's a it's a full calendar year. God. At um, least with Greece too, we got some montages of people doing. That's stuff. what I mean. But I, I forgive it with Greece because I, you know, it isn't as noticeable but with things like rent and fame which admittedly were going over like you know three years in fame and a year how do you spend a year in the life yeah rent 
it was just there wasn't enough to justify that year and I think that's difficult with school based musicals because so much could happen the first one was a great thing for me is that it was that first term and then summer cool so I really hope this one is kind of towards the end that we pick up somewhere through the final year Mm -hmm. but not close enough to the start that it's going to mean that we miss vital moments yeah so I have got my Wildcat jersey on. Good. I assume it's basketball season again and not baseball season. Mm-hmm. It's time to get my head in the game. Yeah. Apparently we're all in this together. We are. Will we stick to the status quo? But imagine having everything you've ever dreamed. Don't you want it? Everything and more. <laughs> Can you see it? Kind of. <laughs> we will be back after... The intermission. Voices in my head tell me they know best. Got me on the edge, they're pushing, pushing, they're pushing. I know they've got a plan. Balls in my hands This time it's man to man I'm driving, fighting inside a world That's upside down And spinning faster What do I do now? Without you I don't know where to go What's the right team? I want my own thing So bad I'm gonna scream I can't choose So confused What's it all mean? I want my own dream So bad I'm gonna scream And we are back Yes, we sure are We made it to graduation After three long musicals. And survived. Just about. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's incredibly appropriate that you showed me High School Musical and I showed you Space Jam too. Yes. We've had our basketball movies. One of them was way worse than the other. And we're going to let you decide which one it was. (laughs) Which one I mean. This does start off like Welcome to the Space Jam because it's just straight in with the basketball. Mm -hmm. Which is... Oh, no, no. We have... The CGI High School Musical oh, yeah, that... Tree logo, as opposed to what the last two movies have had, where it's been like, da, 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 and then the High School Musical logo appears. So the first one, there was no logo. It was just like very much like... Well, no, there was. It was just on a black screen, and then we went straight into the film. Yeah, but it didn't have like the lights High School Musical, because I remember I kicked up a right stink about that, saying, you know, where's the pomp and circumstance? It's not the same as the logo on the box, yeah. And then this one happened... And you were like, I've changed my mind. <laughs> you, right. So you know how I said like the best film versions of like DCOMs or TV shows? Yeah. It's like more of the same and not trying to make it seem bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this wasn't a good start. <laughs> because it's like, it's making it seem bigger than it actually is. It's like, they've all been films. Why do you need to do this just because it's in the cinema now? Come on. Because we're all sat in the cinema waiting anxiously for High School Musical 3 to start, Danny. I wasn't. And we immediately get a massive, giant face. <laughs> Zac Efron's massive, giant face in the middle of the screen. 
with his sweaty, sweaty hair. It definitely was a callback to get your head in the game yes, from the first one, which, you know, I quite liked that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they do some basketball and Troy didn't get the layup, which Space Jam and New Legacy taught us was the easiest shot to make. Yes. So this Lola is... Bunny says so. Yes. And this is a big game. It's the championship game. They're playing against East Side. Their eastern rivals, east versus mm-hmm. west, and yes, they they go to the final uh, quarter. And they're sat in their locker rooms, and it's very somber. And I like this moment; like it's a quiet West High Night. What? What did you call them? East Side. <laughs> this is East High. Okay, well, it's the east side versus the west side. Yeah, but West High Knights are the bad guys. East High Wildcats are our team. I don't know. It's I our still team. think the Wildcats are the bad guys. It's our but team. I, I do like how quiet this is. Like, you feel mm. like this is a really big life-defining moment. Yeah. Which I think is important knowing these characters. You know, that they're... Here, this is the culmination of their school careers. There is only 16 minutes left in that wildcat uniform. Yeah, and Dad's chosen this point in time of the three movies we've watched to be like, oh yeah, don't worry about winning now, it's fine. Has there also been a pandemic? Because he's grown out his curtains. He really has, it's great. (laughs) This is the best hair that Daddy Bolton has had in the entire time. It is. So, they're ready to go straight back out. They've been sat down for all of 30 seconds and they're ready to go back out and dominate. Mm Mm-hmm. The difference is this time they're going to best West High. With a musical number. They're going to best East High. No, they are East High. They're going to (laughs) best... Yeah. They're going to best West High Mm -hmm. with song and dance. It's what they were lacking in the opening of this film. But now they're singing... Now they're dancing. Now they've got their basketball choreography down. Mm -hmm. They're going to start winning. Yeah, and we get our opening song, which is Now or Never. Because it is Now or Never. This is the last chance to make it right. I do really like this as an opening. You know, it's it's high energy. I like that we don't go necessarily straight into the song, but we have something before the song starts. And this feels like big. Mm -hmm. You love a big opening number. I just like something with energy and you feel the energy and you feel like... The, the tension with this it's really great mm-hmm. um we get some fouls that make space jam oh seem God, really yeah. like clean mm-hmm. in comparison you know troy goes for a shot and it's like you know you get those shots in He's films like where, barreled by but, another guy yeah you know when you get the shot in the film where somebody's in the middle of a road and you just know a van is gonna come mm-hmm. it's that but with a basketball player knocking into Troy. Mm-hmm. And Troy gets the free throw and he, of course, scores it. And they're down to like the final 10 seconds. Yep. And Troy needs a bit of inspiration. So <laughs> Gabriella channels her best sting and stands <laughs> up and goes, Troy can! No, she just says Troy. I know, but it's like... Yes. We get... <laughs> so... In the background of this entire song and scene, I guess, because it's kind of, you know, one, this is the first scene in the show. Um, There is the Wildcats mascot doing backflips across the stage. Who is that? I've got no idea. Who could it possibly be? But yeah, we get a moment where the 
the mascot backflips all the way across the front of the audience and they all have the East High colours to hold up as like cards. Yes. So they all flip the cards over so it goes from being red with a white wildcat to white with a red wildcat. And Gabriella doesn't hold one. She stands up and she's like, try. And it's the, I literally had to pause the film and say, Danny, I'm really sorry, but we have to rewind that because he wasn't looking. I was taking He notes. was taking a note when that happened. I had yeah. to rewind it so you could see. So it's hilarious. We're in the final, final moments, the dying moments of this game. And Troy calls a timeout and he says, we've got to do the Elton John play. Yes, they need Rocket Man. They need Rocket Man. The most irritating character in this film. Absolutely. I really like, though, that Troy is being, like... Good leader. Good leader, unselfish. Mm. Uh, he's thinking of other people and knowing, hey, someone else can get the play. They're going to be... They're, they're going to be marking, marking me, me too yeah. closely. Someone else needs to do it. And the person that they need is the skinny little freshman who nobody would take a second glance at. Uh, yeah, Troy made that boy a hero. Yep. And... <laughs> 30 seconds later, nobody cared. No, because we see that Ryan takes off the Wildcat mask and yeah. he was the mascot. It was him all along. It's so great. Which is great because Ryan of High School Musical 1 would never be seen dead doing this. No. he had no school spirit. Like, he didn't care about being a Wildcat and now he does. After Because Summer's one. changed him and I thought that was a really nice little thing. It was believable. It, it didn't come out of nowhere. Is I, I believe that this version of Ryan, who's had the development over two films, mm-hmm. really would do this. I thought it was very, very cool. And yeah, it, it this puts him more centre stage than Sharpay has ever allowed. Yes, it does. Just in this one moment. Mm. So we go to the celebration party with DJ Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> there's, there's actually some like really weird goofs in this scene where you've got like Kelsey DJing as they walk past her and then as they go into the crowd Kelsey is also in the crowd dancing <laughs> and they obviously just filmed loads of different clips and were like party literally Kelsey's and in every single sequence yeah. if you go up into the treehouse in a moment you'll see Kelsey just there like giggling I guess. now that the Red Hawks want Chad everything's okay so all that beef in High School Musical 2 was unnecessary you know, with Chad being all, like, jealous, like, why are you getting the Red Hawks' yeah, attention? Yeah, so this takes place almost a year later. It's their final term at high school. Yeah. And so the summer previous, we had Chad being really jealous about the Red Hawks. And now, by the end of this movie, Chad is the only person who's going to be playing for the Red Hawks. Yeah, I mean, at this point in the time, it's him and Troy. They come but as a But even at this deal. point, the, like... Seeds of dissent are spread. There's still very much a, a guise of, well, we're only taking Chad because he works well with Troy. Yeah. If Troy wasn't here, we wouldn't be giving you the They wouldn't even day. look at him, no. Yeah. And I do wonder, why has the coach of the Red Hawks come to a high school party? Because Dad's friends with the coach of the Red Hawks. And Dad went to the school that the Red Hawks played yeah, for. Yeah, because this is Coach Dad's dream, not Troy's. Yeah. But... <sighs> In a world of admission scandals and scholarship scandals and all that jazz, this is literally a big mishap waiting to happen. Like, somebody just needs to be like, hey, they're friends. He went to his party. Like, this could throw everything apart. It it is not ethical. No, it doesn't feel it. It really doesn't feel ethical, but... 
uh, I guess that's the way uh, the Red Hawks operate. And yes, Gabriella reveals that she is planning to go to Stanford, which is a long way away. They have done the math. One thousand something miles. I wonder where that plot is going to go through this film. Yes. Could it be that we have got our main plot? <laughs> that Gabriella will go to Stanford. Could it be that Gabriella disappears twenty minutes into this film and we never see her again? <laughs> You'd have been happy. This film really doesn't make me like Gabriella anymore. Right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just again. <laughs> yeah. So we go to right here, right now, mm-hmm. and this is the song that I should be where you are. This song is really cute in a karaoke night kind of way. Yeah, which works considering that was their origin doing karaoke. Mm-hmm. We know that they have gone very far back, like that there's very little intimacy in their relationship. You know, we don't see much more kissing. They've had their no. one kiss in summer, that's it. Mm-hmm. And Gabriella is back to wearing white. Mm-hmm. So I did wonder if they were going to lose their virginities right here, right now, in Troy's pirate-themed treehouse. Which she's apparently never been in before, even though they've been dating for two years now. Yeah. Weird. This song, I do think, is a poor man's version of Breaking Free. I think mm-hmm. any time these two sing... it just never to re- hear Breaking Free. It, none of their songs in High School Musical 2 or in High School Musical 3 mm-hmm. reach the heights of Breaking Free. These aren't soaring. They're not flying. They're just like, meh. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure. Breaking Free is a, a really good song in the first High School Musical. Like, it is this climatic song. And there should have been far more effort in 2 and 3 to surpass that. And I don't think they ever do. No, I agree. I was trying to think of songs. Uh, the best thing about this scene, and I did have my first MVP of the night, is Robo Rob. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm Robo Rob. <laughs> I love Robo Rob. That was great. Yeah, and Troy's all like, I love it. He's just like, yeah, that's, that's my time. I've not played with it and in years. And then she plays but... with it and he's like, no, it's fragile. Put it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a collectible. Please. It's so cute. Troy's mum scares him into coming down because Troy's mum knows what teenagers will do up in those tree houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Responsible parenting. is like, get down, your friends are here. Don't think I don't know what you're getting up to up there. Yeah. And uh, Troy's like, I'm kind of scared. Uh, yeah, he's like, no, we actually have to go because she will come up here. Yeah. And cool. That's like our nice opening sequence. We mm-hmm. kind of set the world, set what our, you know, main players are doing. And then we go back to school, and as Sharpay makes her fabulous entrance, yep. Fabulous plays over top because she has a theme tune. It's also now. her ringtone later on in the film. Yeah. And Gabriella's ringtone is start of something new. Not breaking free, start of something new. It's probably for the better. Yeah. Reminds us of a better song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird because in this moment here, all the boys seem to take notice of Sharpay like never before. What? I would assume it's all the freshmen, because these are all boys we've never seen before. Yes, but it is very, very weird, because Sharpay has never seemed like... Like, she's popular in her head. Yeah, she's never actually been popular. No, or in the right circle. So, like, obviously when she's on her summer, in her turf, Mm. she's popular. But at school, not so much. So has she done some growing as well over the past year alongside Ryan? Must have. Must have, because all the boys are swooning and fainting over her. Mm. 
Well, she's not had anything to need to fight for up no. until now. Up until now. I like the bit where she blows Troy a kiss, he catches it, and then he gives Zeke. He slaps it onto yeah. Zeke's cheek. It's really cute. As she says, she approaches the boys who are looking at their trophy in the trophy cabinet for the game they just won. She's When's like, the big game? When's the big game? And she's texting at the same time, and he's like, it was yesterday. And she's like, oh, well, good luck. I love it. <laughs> but I love it. I love that she's trying to take an interest, but she's still not quite got like the whole being social thing. Yeah, and I just think with... Sharpay can't decide whether she actually fancies Troy or not. No, I think she... I think at this point she's given up on she's him. She's given up on him. I think she still sees a future with him potentially, but... In a musical theatre sense, In yeah. a musical theatre sense, like, he'd be a great leading man for her to play against. Mm. But I don't think she sees him in a romantic way anymore. Yeah. One of my least favourite tropes in American films, the British personal assistant. <laughs> Uh, Sharpay now has two lockers that are pink instead of one. Yes. She's gained it, but we meet, yes, Tiara Gold, who is a British transfer student. I have things to say about her way later on. We'll get, yeah. to, we'll get to her at the end. But yes, she comes in and is like, oh, I'm, is she a freshman? Uh... No, she's, she's a... Freshman, sophomore, junior. She's a junior. Yes. So she comes in as a junior, sees that Sharpay is advertising for an assistant because she's in her final semester. She needs somebody to make sure that she knows where she's supposed to be all the time. Fine. I'm okay with that. That's in character for Sharpay. Yeah. And she's got the money to back it up. Yeah. And this girl applies for that job. And already knows everything. Yes. Has already I feel like it'd be everything. really easy to find out anything you wanted to about Sharpay, though. Oh, yeah. But... She probably has, like, a blog. <laughs> I do think it's very obvious from the start where this narrative is going to go. Like, I'm under no false pretenses. because you're an adult who has seen films like this before. Yeah, I just, I don't like that as a trope. You know, that you always have this... Mm. When it comes to American, like, teen comedy things like this, if there's going to be a personal assistant and somebody with a British accent, and like a very posh British accent, you know, but it almost sounds like she's not actually British. She's just acting like she's British. Well, she is putting it on. Yes. So it just is one of those like tropes I could do without. Yeah. Because I've seen it done so often nowadays, but it However, is what it is. She is a junior, but she's in class with Sharpay. She's in their homeroom. Is this because she's Sharpay's assistant, so it's like... You know, or maybe she has she got perks. like special permission to be in Chopin's homeroom or something. Possibly. I don't know. Weird. Anyway. Uh Rocket Man is clearly becoming the bad bro of this film with his bad acting. Yep. It's so over the top. Like this feels this especially feels like the worst of DCOMs, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh whereas everyone else is really like not muted, but certainly toned down and they're in their groove, they know their characters and presenting more mature takes on them. Yeah. This... this guy is just, every time he comes on, it's so hammy, false, fake, and it, it, it's, it, it, it's infuriating. Yeah. He, um, this actor is called Matt Prokop. He had previously been in Hannah Montana, The Office, and a whole bunch of Disney Channel shorts. Yeah. And then after High School Musical 
three. He was then in Casey Undercover, Monster Heroes, Furry Vengeance, Good Luck Chuck. Like, these are all DCOMs. Yeah. Geek Charming, which has the girl that you like from Modern Family. The one who's in Annie. Yes. He played opposite her. Cool. But it's all, like, very, very DCOM-esque, all of his stuff. And it's he's definitely a Disney Channel kid. Yeah. And as a kid, I would not have minded it so much. Yeah. Oh, no. I found him wildly irritating. No, but it's a sort of, like, when you're a kid watching, like, a lot of this kind of show, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Look at Drake and Josh. I know they're Nick properties, but... You kind of expect that style of acting yeah. when you're watching these things when you're younger. But for High School Musical 3, where your audience have grown up over the three years as well, mm-hmm. this feels like a throwback to what you'd have expected from High School Musical 1 and something you didn't get in High School Musical 2. Yeah. So it's like they've gone back a few steps, which is a shame because there's a lot of positive things in this one where they've gone forward quite a lot of steps and they come back. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he ever goes the, the way I was expecting him to. Like Rocketman. Yeah, like I was expecting him to become far more like this villain, this like antagonist of, of, of it. Like, because mm. he's so like on Troy's case about shadowing him and being like the next Troy Bolton. I was really expecting, like, I, I thought this was going to go the route of Troy being like, dude, you're pushing my patience and I am nice to everyone but i can't cope with you yeah and then him trying to sabotage troy because it's like i should be given this yeah you know and i thought we were friends and you, you've thrown it all in my face and you don't really get much from him other than just the odd scene mm. which is good but i don't feel like the narrative with this character he's not necessary at this point he's a footnote to a joke yeah he, he's Archimed. he is a throwaway joke mm-hmm. i don't even remember his actual name the character yeah jimmy zara yeah but, like, I don't remember his actual name. I only know his name because Miss Darvis refuses to call him Rocket Man, which I agree with. If a kid came up to me at school and was like, oh, hey, Miss, you can call me Rocket Man, everybody else does, yeah. I'd be like, no, thank you. But the fact I remember Rocket Man more because he's a throwaway joke. Hmm. Forevermore shall I mock you, Rocket Man. Yeah. And, of course, we go to Homeroom and we learn that Taylor, little Miss Bossy, is in charge of everything. Yearbook, yeah, prom has... committee... And I think she's like the social yeah. lead. I don't she's know what like they call it. The school president or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got all of she's just become more and more insufferable. Like as a character, she's I think it's really so... sad that you don't like her because this actress is so lovely. Oh, I know. The actress is fantastic. I just do not like the the writing for for Taylor. Yeah. And I think partly that's being paired against Chad is the fact that they're both it awful. Help. Yeah. And which is also sad because I love Corbin Blue. Yeah. I just think, you know, clearly they didn't care about writing for anyone that wasn't Sharpay or Troy. And it really shows with Taylor that they've just given her this generic, like, personality what? trait of bossy. Yeah, she's like the bossy smart girl who's going to get ahead. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Miss Darbus points out that there aren't very many people signed up for theatre this semester. And so Sharpay suggests that she does a one-woman show and Ryan, we get the first little glimpse that Ryan is still, after the summer that he had, sick of Sharpay. Yes. Which I think is really funny. And very, very quickly, Kelsey signs everyone up for 
yeah, auditions. Yeah, almost the entire homeroom. All of them are unhappy. And I actually do understand their reasons. Like, every single one of them does have a very valid reason. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I don't like the characters... Yeah, they all have other stuff they would do. They have other important commitments, like, going into their final, like... Semester. Semester. And, like, I get the whole once a wild cat, always a wild cat, we're all in this together. They have every right to be like, yeah, but I need to do prom. I'm I need trying to, to get into stuff. college. I'm trying to get into college. I need to boost my GPA, as some of them are saying. And Troy's like, I need to sort my truck out. They've all got very valid reasons to not do it. Yeah. And everyone says no. And, of course, it takes just Troy to be like, I'll do it then. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. He doesn't want to do it either. It's only because Gabriella. It's that classic, like... She looks at him and is like, you have to do this for me. And Troy's, of course, the best guy. Mm -hmm. My thoughts have not changed on Troy. I continue to love him. (laughs) But but Troy continues to just be really good. And just like, do you know what? Okay, this is important to Gabriella. This is important to Chelsea. Kelsey, whatever her name is. Kelsey. I kept starting to write Chelsea every time I wrote her name. (laughs) This is important to these two. Fine, I'm in. And, of course, everyone else rallies. As a result, which is fantastic. Ryan already knows that he wants to choreograph and yep. Kelsey's going to write the music. But Chad says, what's this musical even going to be about? Chad. You, Mr. Danforth. Chad the musical. Yeah. I love that Chappé's like, I'm I'm quitting, I'm leaving, yep. if it's about him. But no, Miss Darvis quickly is like, no, it's all of you. You it's are going to final days. You are going produce to produce your own musical. yeah. So this High School Musical is actually about a High School Musical. Mm-hmm. We finally, after three High School Musical films, we get High School Musical about the musical. I'm yes. cool with that. But we also learn, here's what I learnt. At Juilliard. About Juilliard. <laughs> that they are considering four of them for a scholarship. So we obviously have Kelsey. Yep. She's a... Prodigy. She's, she's peaked, a prodigy. Peaked in High School Musical 1. Yeah. Hasn't been good since, but... Sure. Considering her for her composing skills. They're considering Ryan, obviously. The most talented person in the high school. They are considering Sharpay because, yes, of course, Sharpay has applied for Juilliard. Yeah. And they probably looked and saw like, oh, hey, look at this grant. We could probably get a lot of money from her family. It's the only reason they are considering her. I doubt Miss Darbus has written her a glowing reference. Like, She probably has, but from the perspective of like... She lives and breathes... This society. is like her life, yeah. Sometimes it's to her detriment, but as she matures, she may become something. Mm. And, of course, there's only one other person they would consider at this point, because no one else really seems appropriate. Troy. It's Troy, but Troy's a little bit shell-shocked. I didn't apply. So I said, did Miss D apply for Troy straight away? And, it and was, then you changed your mind. I said it was one of two people. It was Miss D. Yeah. Because... She's a teacher, of course. She sees the music in him. Mm-hmm. Or it was Sharpay, because Sharpay was, like, still infatuated with him. I love wants, this. And hopes that if she can just get him away from everyone, mm-hmm. they can both go to Juilliard together in New York, and they will... Live out their little drama fantasy lives together. Yeah, and they will have the romance that she's dreamed of. Mm-hmm. So I could see both of them being that, you know, possibly Ryan. Ryan might have done the same as well. Maybe Ryan's got the same feelings that Sharpay has. <laughs> but I somehow feel like it's more likely that Sharpay mm-hmm. of the two twins is carrying a, a, a flame for Troy. Yes. Ryan is busy being in love with Zeke and Chad. Yes. In this one. And Chad is too busy being in love with Troy to notice. Yeah. 
we learn that Taylor wants to one day be president. I would not vote for Taylor. No. Ever. Hasn't got personality enough. If you have nothing to stand for, what will you fall for? Exactly. And yeah, she's Aaron Burr. <laughs> and then, as if by magic, the dancers come out and they're all here to pop and lock and not do their homework. Yeah, Martha shows up and Miss Darvis is like, why are you late? And she's like, oh, I thought we could use some more dancers. So the entire cheerleading squad are here. Yeah, absolutely. And their first plan is they're going to stage the perfect prom. Mm-hmm. And I will say, credit here to Sharpay. Yeah. She really does know her stuff when it comes to the stage. Like, she knows the lighting rig. She knows everything about this theatre when she says in the spotlight she's perfectly placed there's no moment where it could be a joke of like she's wrong and she's got to scoot along or she's wrong and the light has to move on her no, she, she even... knows this this whole theater like the yeah. back of her hand well when she moves to the front she realizes she isn't center and then she moves herself and then the spotlight happens yeah. and troy just stays stood behind her which i think is hilarious i really like the bit she's talking uh with ryan and she nails what performers are like that they're selfish think only of themselves she starts conspiring that they need to make sure she's working with troy because otherwise she won't get this scholarship and she deserves it and they know that kelsey is kind of biased and only ever writes the best quote unquote best songs Mm -hmm. for troy and gabriella so they want to seal it for themselves yes i say themselves sharpay wants to seal it ryan's just going along with it but at the same time, Ryan's a little bit like, I'm just done with you. Yes. Is it here where he says, you know, there's only one scholarship. Yeah. And she says, yeah, but we're twins. So they've got to take both of us. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time they ever acknowledge that they're twins, by the way. Yeah. Like out loud. But I like the fact that you can see that Ryan's like, already telling it's starting to be like, well, what is in this for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the opening of this song is one of my favourite things. And I really do like, yeah, he's got more of a backbone now. Like, he's definitely standing up for himself. Yes. Which is good. Like, he's definitely, along with Troy, I'd say, had the most growth. I don't mm. I don't think Sharpay has growth. I think she goes back down. She does, but every time they do a show, she goes straight back down. But that's what I mean. Is it's such a cop-out having her be, like, this villain again. Mm-hmm. You know, where's everything that she did do? that she hasn't done now so i was disappointed that she went back to being schemy again like i don't know maybe more of it should have been tiara doing it behind the scenes with the plan that she would then somehow get sharpay's role and she would be the standout yeah because we get a little bit of that later. Later, yeah, but it should be here more so. Let's start building her from like the get-go. dropping the ideas in. Yeah, but actually if Tiara... We, we get the idea that Sharpay is the villain again, but it's only because Tiara's the one planting those ideas. It just It is a bit of a cop-out that we have Sharpay going straight back where she has done for every single film. Any growth in High School Musical 2 is gone with her. But I Want It All is a great song. Mm-hmm. But I did say to you, and you 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 agreed with me on this, this number helped identify what I dislike about High School Musical 1 yes. and 2. And once you pointed this out, I couldn't unsee it. Yeah. Because the choreography 
whilst the choreography is really elaborate and beautiful, mm -hmm. it is a static single camera shot. And we'll cut from one to the next, to the next, to the next. There's no life to it. It just feels so manufactured. Yeah, it's here's a shot of them dancing. Well, they're in profile. And now here's a shot of them dancing, but we're really zoomed out. Yes. And now here's a shot of just their faces. And now here's a full body shot of them dancing. And now here's their feet. And it's all just very like, oh, we definitely storyboarded this in advance. But we didn't think further than the storyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. It's a decom. But, I mean, officially it's not because it was in the... No. Theaters, but it's a decom. And... So, like, I don't expect the best cinematography ever, but now that you've pointed it out, I literally cannot unsee it, and it's so stressful. It is, and it's one of those things that just, it loses a lot of the fun for me, because have the sweeping of the camera around it, have it move with them, have it bring more life to this. But we're just sat watching it from such a boring vantage point. And it's way more interesting when it's a big number, yeah, where you have, all of the performers and also in this one it works for when the stage stuff is happening yeah so what we have all the way through this film is some of the songs are songs that then show up in the musical at the end yes. and we're seeing them now but we're kind of getting the idea that this is what it will look like when it's yeah. fully realized it's so that we don't have to watch the full performance at the end of yeah. the show but so this number i want it all we see the whole performance as if we're watching it in a theater performance yeah but some of it isn't because it we get the beginning of the sequence in the cafeteria and then it goes into the stage version. And yeah, it annoyed me that you pointed that out because now I can't answer it. I wonder how many DCOMs suffer with that as well in terms of their Probably all shot of them. composition. And I feel like it might this might be why I struggle with DCOM so much, because there's there's a lack of life to it. One of my favourite bits here is how we do see like Fan Troy. Oh know, my god. All, and, and how each of them take on different characters within this musical. And it is very, very cool. Like mm -hmm. a, a really nice way. And, you know, I we like We see that, that Chopin has the mentality of when I'm rich and famous, you guys will like pump my gas. Yeah. Kind of thing. So Troy is a fanboy. He has Chopin's signature tattooed in a heart on his arm. We have. Zeke is a cabana boy. Yeah. Taylor is an air hostess. Gabriella is their maid, which is probably my favourite one. Chad is a police officer who pulls them over for speeding. And Kelsey is a taxi cab driver. The one thing I'll say is I wish that fanboy Troy came a little bit later. Yeah. Because... If we had all the others first and then Troy. Just because the world at that point hasn't been established that this is a stage version of this song, that this isn't Sharpay and Ryan's view of the world. Mm -hmm. So at, whilst it becomes clear later on, at that point when I was just like looking at fan Troy, to me it appeared that it's just in my mind, Troy will finally fall in love with me. Had it come a little bit later on after you've established that all the cats are, you know, playing a role within their seat in the musical. Yeah. I think it would have been funnier for Troy because I wasn't overthinking it. Are we calling them the cats now? I just, yeah, you know. <laughs> All the wild cats. Yeah. Um, I love that they reference Madison Square Garden. Yep. I love Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Been there. It's fantastic. It's, you know, 
the world's most famous arena and it was you know nice that you have that like realism that they're like we want to play here mm-hmm. you know i think that's cool um we know this is firmly set in the real world yeah in this sequence we see specially made copies of teen magazine and 17 magazine yeah made by those companies because they have ashley tisdale on the cover but they're replicas of actual versions of these magazines, which did have Ashley Tisdale on the cover. That's cool. But they've changed the names on them, so it says Sharpay instead. That is very cool. Which is really cool, but they were specially made for this by Teen Magazine, by Seventeen Magazine, and then given to Ashley Tisdale at the end. Yeah. Hilarious. So the next sequence is what really just makes me hate Gabriella for the rest of this show. And I think it's really, really, really awful. Mm-hmm. she signs everyone up for the show encourages them all to be part of it saying like this is our last experience of high school we should all do this together you know she guilt trips them all into doing it when she yeah. knows full well she isn't going to be there because she's going to be at her stanford opening days mm-hmm. uh, at this point i'm like, right i'm done with you then because you hold everyone to a different standard that you are not willing to meet yourself yeah and everyone here has said hey I love the idea, Kelsey, but we're busy. And you knowing full well you're not going to honour this commitment, have encouraged... She was the only one that encouraged them to do it, along with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Having no intention of actually seeing it through, she tells them, well, do it, do it, it'll be fun, do it, it'll be fun. And she has no intention of being there. And that is why I hate Gabriella. <laughs> I just think she's awful. That's fair. I didn't actually think about that. She knows that she's not going to be there already. Yeah. I, 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 I'm done with her for the rest of the film at this point. Yeah. She can go off to Stanford and live her own little life there. Goodbye, friend. Yeah. I just, I think that's so obnoxious of her. Yeah. You know what it's like when people want you to waste your time doing something, but they never do the same thing. They have for no you. intention of doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it's the worst trait in a person. Mm-hmm. And they're all so nice about this. Like, Taylor's so nice to her about this. They shouldn't be. They, Taylor they... never once mentions it. No, because she's having this conversation with Taylor now about it. No, Taylor never once mentions the show yeah. to her. She doesn't say, oh, you're going to miss the show. She's like, oh, you're going to miss prom. Yeah. Because that's realistically, she's the one designing the prom. And so. especially when you look at the way all the Wildcats treated Troy in High School Musical 2 for less than this. Yeah. But Troy's too nice to treat anyone like that. I know. <laughs> so I'm done with Gabriella at this point. Yeah. Troy needs help with his prom suit. And we get the line, I've never been asked to a prom. I guess that's kind of an invitation. And this is where the idea of promposals came from. So in High School Musical 2, we see that in Gabriella's bedroom there is a framed picture on the wall of Troy and Gabriella at a dance. It's not a prom. Might be the winter formal. He's never been to a dance before, he yeah. says. No, he does say he's never been to a dance. Yeah. I love this song. What can I have this dance? Mm-hmm. I, know you, I know you didn't. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Do you know why I love it? Why? Because, so every year in the UK, we get pantomime season, which is amazing. But in pantomimes, usually what they'll do is they'll throw in a bunch of songs that the audience will know that exist in other licenses and they just get the right to use that song. So you'll have, like when I was a kid, they always sang Hey Baby because the audience would sing along to it. Ooh, 
Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I saw a version of Cinderella. Oh, we also have this thing where they save a couple of nights to be adult only uh, pantomime nights. And it's all just like a good laugh, but an age 18 rated good laugh. And one of the ones that I saw was Cinderella. And Cinderella and Prince Charming sang Can I Have This Dance in the version that I watched. And while they were singing it, Cinderella lost her footing, stepped on her own dress, and her and the prince just like toppled backwards off of the stage. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen happen in a stage performance. They were both fine. That's Well, that's what's important, as yeah. long as they were okay. I'm pretty sure it was also kind of like semi-planned because it went very cleanly. But, oh my God, it was hilarious. So yeah, uh, we realise that Troy is incredibly talented. Yes, you he know, picks he up his waltz immediately. He is a triple threat. Yep. You know, a, an actor, a singer, dancer, mm-hmm. and basketball player. Yep. You know, so I guess quad. A, a quad threat. I wonder what he'll learn at Juilliard and how much Chad's going to hate on him when uh, Troy decides against basketball college. And there's a part of me that's hoping that Chad would lose his offer too. You know, <laughs> just like... Oh, Troy's not coming. Then we don't want you, Chad. Oh, well, so Chad and Troy are co-captains of the basketball team at this point. Yes. Which is dumb because in the previous one, Troy was the captain. But they vote every year, apparently. And I reckon Troy was the one who was like, yeah, no, let's do it. Because, you know, obviously Troy's such a nice... You will get way more offers if you're also the captain. Yeah, but also Troy is such a nice guy. He's like, well, I'm just looking out for Chad when we know that Chad would turn down the river in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But they still can't kiss, even at the end of this romantic sequence. No, we rain. have to spray some water on them to yep. stop them from getting too close together. Yeah, I like that. And, and they're all getting annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket Man is given. Nay has to earn Troy's locker. However, he demands it. Him and his little friend have previously gone up to Troy and Chad and, like, demanded to be given their lockers. Yeah, because they're the next big wildcats. Yeah. So it's really nice. I, I like this. It's a nice little prank. You know, a little bit of a initiation. It's so funny. I didn't think you were going to like this. Oh, I I see this stuff. It's happened in wrestling. You know, this sort of joke. Pretty harmless fun. I mean... Is it? But no. No. It... it, it, it I think the way it ends, and obviously it's not that they steal their towels, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be harmless fun. As it is, they're just running through the school in their towels. And they could have just clothes. not chased them. Yeah, they could have just not, and the joke would have happened. It's like, oh, we'll just sit in the locker room, day off school, I guess. Yeah. You know, it would be far worse of obviously the culmination of this was they lost their towels. That, you know, this is harmless, you know, considering what they could do as their wildcat initiation. And they run all the way through and they end up on stage. And Miss Darvis is like, well, that's detention. And seeing as you want to be here so much, you can paint our sets. Because mm-hmm. that's literally how she operates all that's her detentions. That's all of her detentions. In fairness, my when we did uh, break time detentions, that was my detention was cleaning yeah. paint pots. I don't like... I, I think this is a bit where it does cross the line. Yeah. When they see Rocket Man and his little friend in their towels... Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Gabriella that shouts yearbook opportunity. Yes. Yeah, no school is printing that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's unkind. That yeah. is where it does push the line for me. But 
that's a Gabriella issue. And the fact that Taylor's on board with it as well. Taylor does whatever Gabriella says. It's really weird. Exactly. She has no autonomy. Let's find out what Rocketman's friend is called. He's called Donny. Donny. Mm-hmm. Elton Donny. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot to mention, but this is the first movie where we meet Chad's dad. Mr. Danforth. Yeah. Who is played by Corbin Blue's actual dad. Oh, is he? Yeah. His name is David Rivers, and he is in Circle, which is an excellent horror movie that is recently, recently in the last, like, five years, came out. He was great in that. But he's also uh, Corbin Blue's dad in Jump In, which is the movie that he got to be in after High School Musical, and, like, loads of other stuff. It's really cool. He's in The Poseidon Adventure. Nice. He's a good actor. We do, conveniently on that note, have more proof that Chad is the worst. Mm-hmm. Because Troy can't be open about his likes and desires with his best friend. Yeah. You know, this is not a good friendship for Troy. Um, the fact that he listens to everyone's problems, he's there for everyone, but he can't be open. Uh, mm-hmm. And certainly doesn't feel he can be open. Chad has done something as a friend to fail. You know? Yeah. And Troy's had offers from other colleges and he is now ready to listen. And then <laughs> then we cut into the uh, yearbook committee and we see that Chad and Troy stole some of Zeke's baking to bribe Taylor. Yeah, and they didn't ask him. No, and they're like, yeah, no, just, you know, put, e- hide e- the evidence. evidence. Yeah. I feel bad. I don't feel like Zeke ever gets nearly enough. Mm-hmm. You know, bar like the slap in the face uh, for the the Sharpe kiss. He doesn't really have anything in this, which is a shame. Uh, but Chad assumes that Taylor's just going to go to prom with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Taylor wants more of an invite to prom. And I wrote the note here. She's lucky anyone wants to take her. Which does feel a little harsh when I say that out loud. Yeah. But she has no personality. What are you going to talk about with her? Who, Taylor? Yeah, what what are you actually going to talk about with her at prom? Mm -hmm. I think it would be the most boring I think you just kind of have to let her talk. Yeah, but you know that she's not going to listen to a word you say. And between her and Chad, we both have the biggest unearned egos in this world. (laughs) Neither one is going to listen to a word anyone else says. Mm -hmm. It's, It's just not the right like match for each other and you know you see that chad just can't be nice to anyone because he struggles to make a romantic gesture you know like he goes with 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 some flowers and he's like oh hey uh you you know you kind of want to go to prom with me like so like he it, it feels like it hurts him to be nice and think of someone else yeah and then taylor's awful as well because he's asked her he shouts it. It's like I can't hear you. Makes him shout it again, and then whispers to her friends like as if she was ever gonna say no. Yeah, the pair of them are atrocious. <laughs> they suck, and they deserve each other. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're just very passionate about it. I just don't like them as characters. I don't feel like. Again, it goes back to Taylor just being so anti-Troy. And she's very anti-Troy in this one as well. You know, she doesn't give Gabriella unbiased advice. She's like, well, hey, boyfriends come and go, but Stanford is yours and your mum's dream. Yeah. She doesn't stop to listen to what Gabriella might want. And it's the same with Chad, is it's... 
all so biased. And Gabriella hasn't learnt yet that Taylor's not somebody she should be listening to. She's just like, oh, I've got a friend. Cool, I'll listen to her. Martha would probably give her better advice. That's probably true. But Martha does nothing in this film. Exactly. Other than pop and lock. No, she is... does not pop and lock. She does absolutely zero However, pop and However, she's part of the cheerleaders. She is living her dream. Her and Zeke have the happiest endings because even if it's in the background, they're doing what they wanted to do. They, they broke the status quo and they're yeah. just happy. And that's all that matters. We get night to remember. Martha looks like young Agatha. Yeah. So um, it was Martha all along. <laughs> I really do like the staging of this as well. Like it feels nice. It's more theatrical. You know, this is a, a really nice way of doing the the prom sequence. I like the whole mm. going and knocking on the doors and meeting with the parents. And this is a fun sequence. It's so good, isn't it? The limousine that they all push to yeah. get it to move. And... The only thing I don't like about this is that the staging of it, that like the girls are really excited and the boys don't care. Oh, yeah. When actually we see later on that Troy cares more about this than Gabriella does. But I get why for a musical number it works. Yeah, Ryan's but... tie is the best bit of costume, like he's bit no, bedazzled. The best costume is Troy's blue, like powder blue suit where he's like, suit's too tight it makes me look weird and he does his weird little hip thrust thing it's the best part of this song now my one critique of this is i famously thought that chad didn't dance he does now he does now Ryan's taught him yeah they've been having private lessons mm-hmm. ryan and kelsey are the mvps of this show without a doubt like they yeah. are working tirelessly like, where's Miss Darvis? What is she actually doing other than sitting and Directing. Like, doesn't seem like it. We never actually see her directing. We no. see Ryan and Kelsey being incredibly hands-on. Uh, Rocket Man continues to be really obnoxious and difficult to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, he comes on there. It's just, he's so OTT. But he becomes the understudy, and I assumed for Troy. Even though we, we're never told who the understudy's for. Yeah. And Tiara is Sharpay's, again, I assume. Mm-hmm. They hate each other. So, you know, naturally have a little bit of flirty banter with each other. I assume they might end up together at the end of the uh, film. Yeah. And then I also thought, is this them? Is this just like Disney adding them ready so that they could make these two like more pivotal in High School Musical 4? Should that have happened? That they can just pick up with these two characters being your new Troy and Sharpay, but actually building a romance in High School Musical 4 with them. What, Ryan and Kelsey? No. Uh, Rocket Man and, and Tiara. Oh, yeah, no, that was weird. Yeah, because it's a little bit of a bait and de- never goes anywhere. However, so the actress that is playing Tiara is actually English, first of all, and... She announced, like, right after this film came out, because they thought they were going to do High School Musical 4 yeah. in 2009, and then it got cancelled. But she announced pretty early on, she was like, yeah, no, I won't be back for a fourth one. So they, I don't know what they were going to do for a fourth one. I definitely feel like they were, they were kind of looking at these two had become more pivotal characters. Yeah. And they're setting up something here that would then be continued the next time around. Gabriella has got her Stanford letter and... Tiara conspires to get her out of the show. Mm. This is what should have happened far earlier. 
with Tiara pulling these strings and planting the seeds, because it does come kind of out of left field at this point. You know, we're halfway through the film, mm-hmm. and now we start to see that side of her. She should have been doing it from, you know, when Sharpay and Ryan were first talking about stealing Kelsey's song. Yeah. I just want to be with you. Oh, this, right. <laughs> this is one of my things where this is a really cute song, but it's cute when Ryan and Kelsey sing it. And then when Troy and Gabriella sing it, it's another one of those ones where it's like, this isn't breaking through. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ryan is a prodigy. He can play the piano. He picks up naturally. He can sight read music. Yep. I know she was playing it when he walked in, but she wasn't playing the bit that he plays. No, he can just do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was concerned at this point, and you were very quick to be like, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But again, I was very worried that at this point, was Disney going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to set up for Ryan and Kelsey to end up together at the end of this film. Because he's taking her to prom, mm-hmm. to sabotage, fine, but he's taking But her he's to... not. Well, he's not, but on the impression. Sharp, that's what Sharpay thinks he's doing. And then this moment here, which is quite intimate between the pair of them, that like they're bonding more and more and realising that they've got a mutual love of something. Yeah. And I, knowing what Disney has been like with their representation of LGBTQ plus characters, mm-hmm. genuinely started to worry that Disney were setting up that these two would end up together. Yeah, no. So Lucas Gabriel, who plays Ryan, he really pushed for them to have Ryan actually come out as gay in this movie and end up with a male character or just even just say the word gay about him. And being a Disney film, the prospect of having an openly gay character was completely shot down. Kenny Ortega also tried to fight for it apparently, but he said in an interview pre the film coming out that Ryan was gay and that he would probably come out when he gets to college. And that like him going to prom with Kelsey is just two friends going to prom. Well, that's cool. If they filmed it and they made it knowing that, that's fine. It's a shame that it's just not explicit in the film. Yeah. If if this was made today, it would be. Mm -hmm. It's a shame this wasn't done then because that would have been so important for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, a fun fact about this movie. So Zac Efron actually isn't in a lot of this film. There is a lot of screen time where he's not in it. But... While they were filming, the entire cast relocated to Utah. Yes. So he had a lot of downtime, and he would spend that downtime playing pranks on the other cast members. I can imagine. And he carried around with him water balloons all the time, and would just pelt people with water balloons when they were on their way back to their trailers. And eventually the cast got so sick of it that they TP'd his trailer and then all hid underneath his trailer with water guns so that they could just absolutely drown him. That's cool. Hilarious. I like that. There is a video of it I will show you later on. It's great. So, yeah, more proof that Kelsey peaked in High School Musical 1 because as Troy and Gabriella perform this one, it's not great. Mm -hmm. Troy's performance is fantastic. Like, I just enjoy watching him. Fun. I love the fact he gets like the wet paint on his hands and all over him from climbing the set. But not onto the white railing. No, but this is it. It should be more over his like trousers and jeans Mm. and everything. But it that was fun. That was a nice little addition. And Ryan says the line, I pity the act that has to follow you. (laughs) And Kelsey's like, It's you. That's you, Mr. Choreographer, which was fantastic. 
Is Ryan having second thoughts here? It doesn't look like he's sold on the idea of sabotage. No, he doesn't want to. And uh, then we see that Chad and Troy are visiting Dog the Bounty Hunter. Why are you calling him that? Because he looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) Did he? And I thought we were going to get a cool rider sequence. (laughs) That as um, they started finding... The, the part they needed for the van, we just had cool rider, cool rider, playing over top. <laughs> yeah, so this is Riley. He's a dude that apparently went to school with Troy's dad. Yeah. And has already bought his season tickets to the Red Hawks games. Yes. And, and Troy's just stood there like, eh. And Chad's like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing this. We need to get more practice. And Troy is like, like, I want to be able to drive my car, actually, thank you. And Troy also says, like, there's more to life than basketball. Like, have you ever thought about doing something else? And Chad acts like such a douche about it. And, like, I knew he would. He sucks. Like, Troy tries to open up and talk to him as a friend and be like, hey, talk to me, engage with me. And Chad just brushes him off. But it's fine because we're going to have a really, like, you know these guys are friends sequence because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be friends if we didn't have this sequence right after because we get boys are back. Yeah. So I said to you yesterday, after we'd watched it, we were in the car, we were driving. Yeah. And I said to you, oh, which songs are you going to put on your driving playlist? This is one of them. This is one of them. This is, I thought you were going to hate this. Oh, it was just silly. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I liked this as a sequence, you know. Um, one of the things I like is Chad says, you know, we can be anything. And it's like, if Chad can be anything he wants to be, why not be a good friend? Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like the bit where you see them with, they're like, we want to be superheroes. And they've got their capes and they're fighting with the swords. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed. This is a missed opportunity. You know that bit in Endgame where Benedict Cumberbatch says, is that everyone? And, and Wong says, you wanted more? He should have bought these two yep. out of a portal. Like they come out dressed like this. Boys are back. The boys are back. And that's what we have, just as everyone has said was, the boys are back. <laughs> <laughs> this song has some of the, first of all, the best shots in this film and also some of the best, like, concepts. Because this is just them in their heads. Obviously. Like I love, you know, the, the weird like scrap heap men show up out of nowhere. Yeah, the scrap heap people. Looking like awful Power Rangers villains. Oh, I was thinking like homemade Mad Max. Yeah. They look awful and it's great. It's My favourite bit, right? You pointed out that it was Vanessa Hudgens' silhouette. Yes. And I was like, They Wait. say save the girl and it's just a silhouette of a girl in a window. And I was like, Wait, Gabriella's come with them. She stalked them, and she's just there now. And it's you're like, like no, no, it's, it's just, just a silhouette. This a yeah. girl. I just, I thought this is great, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I do just want to the bits where they're fighting. I just want a photo impose them into the background of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like just you pan across and you just see like Troy and Chad fighting. It's so silly, but it is you know, it is a fun sequence and the best bit is where they roll under a car and come out as their little mini versions of themselves. So cute, these little so babies. <laughs> it, it's just so weird, but, you know. Yeah, Baby Chad and Baby Troy. It's so I, cute. I think I enjoyed the song more so because the sequence was fun. Like, it was a fun old sequence, mm-hmm. and I just enjoyed watching it. 
Um, I did drop my star rating for this one, though, like after later songs. I originally said that this was... I originally said that this was five out of five. I did drop it to four out of five because other songs are better than this. But in the heat of the moment, I really liked this one. Mm -hmm. You want to know another fun fact? Always. So because this was released in theatres, the songs from this film were all listed as being eligible for nominations in the 81st Academy Awards. None of them were. Yeah. They got special recognition towards I Want It All, Can I Have This Dance, A Night to Remember and Scream. But none of them were nominated. But Last Chance, you know, that this is the last chance to make it right, was performed. That's cool. At the awards. I could see that. I mean... It's a tribute to songs from movie musicals. Amazing. Incredible. So we are in uh, Gabriella's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And... Is this when she's on the phone to Troy? No, it's when she's with Taylor. And for the first time, Taylor is kind of right that, like, he's your first crush. However, I greatly appreciate Gabriella being like, you're not my mum. Yeah. Can you please just, like, talk to me like we're friends because we're teenagers? Yeah. Because Taylor takes things way too seriously. She does, but she's at least got that sentiment of, like, don't throw away your future for a man. Mm -hmm. Like, it does feel very much like she is actually... Yes, it's very anti-Troy, and, you know, the way she phrases it is anti-Troy, but it is true. It's like, you, you've you talked your whole life about Stanford, like, you've worked your whole life for this, and yeah, okay, it might be part of your mum's doing, but this is something that I know you're passionate about, so why are you now deciding that it's not worth it? And the answer is Troy. Right. Which is dumb. And, yes... You know, the argument is relationships come and go, especially at this age. You know, mm. they're, they're fresh out of high school or going to be fresh out of high school. They are probably not going to go the distance. Statistically, they're not going to end up married. It's that first love or as yeah. Taylor Bluntly puts it, first crush. Should Gabriella throw everything away for Troy? No, she absolutely shouldn't. However, she shouldn't be so quick to give up on Troy. There is an absolute chance they can try and make it work. Yeah. She is looking at it of, I have to give 100% to one. Instead of being like, well, hey, I could do 66% and 44% or, you know, 70-30. This is the person that's forcing all of her friends to divide up their time to do a musical. Exactly. I mean, I don't have any sympathy for towards her, but, you know, like Taylor actually has some good points here. And uh, we cut to the Bolton residence and uh, Coach Dad is planning college life for Troy and Troy's not keen. Mm. And, you know, (laughs) it's when I made my best joke that you laughed at because we have Troy up on his tree house. He just put his arms up and I just went, (laughs) when I was... A young Troy. <laughs> that is the best joke that you made. Uh, and then <laughs> we get the right here, right now too. And I just, I also went, ah, where did you come from, Gabriella? Because yeah. it's like, she shows up and they just, obviously it's that nice musical theatre trope of 
two different locations, two different songs, but in the same location here. This is why I got confused about where we are in the plot. Right Here, Right Now, Reprise is not in the original cut of the film. Is it not? This is an extended edition. Ah, okay. Because we were watching on Disney+. Plus. So, originally, what you got was the boys are back, then Troy going over to Gabriella's house and being like, hey, you should go to Stanford. Hey, pizza party. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know whether this is true or not. This is the weirdest thing I've... So I always look on IMDb to see the, like, fun facts, trivia about the film that we're talking about. And this is one of the the fun facts that I came across. So it says... I don't know whether this is true or not, obviously, because people can just add to this, right? But it says, The scene where Gabriella is lying on her bed and Troy calls her from downstairs with the pizza, it was Vanessa Hudgens' idea to be barefoot. She also suggested that the camera be focused in on the soles of her feet and then zoom out and so until you can see all of her in the shot, but the idea was scrapped. Somehow I feel like that's not true. Yeah. However, when that scene happened, her feet are like very prominent in that shot. Mm. <laughs> I think it's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, so... You know, we get right here, right now, Reprise. I actually, I'm surprised you say that that was an extended thing because it felt like it fit quite seamlessly in. Mm. We then have um, him at his basketball-themed locker. That he, Of course, he has the locker that's got a basketball on it. Yeah. And then Sharpay comes and stirs the pot and says, like, oh, hey, did you see that, you know, this is her profile on, you know, the website. Like, she's going away and she won't be here for prom or for the musical or anything. This so. is Sharpay's best bit of acting she's ever done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, it feels very genuine. Yeah. And then um, she's like, oh, this is a little awkward, isn't it? And off she goes. And then, yes, Troy brings... (laughs) She's like, well, it is a bit awkward, really, isn't it? Because there's only one thing that could be keeping her here. Have fun with that. Bye. (laughs) Yes. So, naturally, Troy brings a boring, plain pizza for boring, plain Gabriella. (laughs) He's like, it's a margarita. Your favourite. Because you have no flavour, no taste, no personality. Like, no shade if your favourite pizza is margarita. Oh, yeah, no shade. Or if you don't like pizza, but it was just for a film character who has previously been like, oh, peanut butter and jelly is my favourite sandwich. It's just like, of course it is. Of course your favourite pizza is plain. It wouldn't be his favourite pizza. He's compromising yet again for Gabriella. So yes. And also uh, chocolate covered strawberries, one which of my f- I do not like. One of my favourite bits in this next bit is like they're sat around talking and you see that there's like the greasy pizza box with like two crusts left and somebody had to make that prop. Mm-hmm. You know, you forget this sometimes. We don't talk yeah, much about props, make but somebody box. had to make that for the mise-en-scene. And we, we, we forget that. We take this for granted sometimes. Does it add anything? you can't use an actual greasy pizza box because that disintegrates really quickly. Exactly. And they won't have had actual pizza because are they really going to eat all of that? No. No. So the the attention to detail, does it add anything? No. It's like I saw a thing the other day about how whenever you see a paper bag... Yeah. In a grocery store in a movie, it's not actually made out of paper, nope. it's made out of vinyl, so it doesn't make any noise when people are touching it. That's incredible. I know, the level That's of detail. so smart. 
So Troy continues to be great, and he says Gabriella should go, as this is a great opportunity for her. Yeah, she you know, should. He he knows it's going to break his heart to do this, but he 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 is so good. He's willing to be like sacrifice what something that make him happy mm-hmm. because he knows it's the right thing to do. Was she willing to sacrifice anything? No, doesn't seem like it. His time. <laughs> yeah. She says goodbye, but Troy says. Why do you keep saying goodbye? We've got prom and graduation, so it becomes good night. Mm-hmm. And then we get walk away. Right. This song, I've been trying to figure out since we watched this. This song has always really reminded me of an existing song. Yes. And I I, I only today realised what it was. And it's um, Everything I Own, but like the Boy George version. I would give everything I don't know that I song. Own. It does. I promise. It sounds exactly like Walk Away. Yeah. Um, Troy's car doesn't start. And when we were watching this, you said that you had... Um, <laughs> you'd made a, a really good, like, question, which mm. was, if you were Gabrielle's mum... Yeah. You wake up in the morning to go to work and you, you leave and you see your daughter's boyfriend's van out the front... What would you... Where would you assume he was? Where would you assume he was? Yeah. I mean, luckily, we know that Gabrielle is boring. Mm-hmm. And her mum clearly trusts her and yeah. she's, like, sensible and stuff. But also she's not because she hasn't spoken to her mum about any of her worries about going away. No, but you're right. Like, as a parent, the first thing you do is be straight up into the bedroom. Like, Where are you hiding Troy? Where is Troy? Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. I'm not stupid. I can see his, his truck out there. I can see the pizza box. Mm-hmm. It's not disintegrated because it's not real. I can see it. Um, there's a clever lyric here. Um, luck can change which I thought was a really nice callback to Breaking Free and you were proud of me that I uh, picked up on it yep Um, yeah they definitely tried to jazz up the boring Gabriella song but it's not enough you know like this is this is the same song we've had from her in every high school musical and like I said before in the preamble we're going to get this type of number they tried to jazz it up no It doesn't impress me. The best thing about this is her Thanosing the pictures away with her song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a way to make moving easier is with a musical montage. The next time we go to move, I'm going to sing this song and just hope that our possessions just disappear into wherever we're moving. Yeah. And ironically, for a song called Walk Away, it ends with Gabriella driving away. Mm. Yeah, and her mum just being like, pat, pat, <laughs> you'll yeah. be fine. Also, like, why Why is the mum moving? Because she's living vicariously. Yeah. She's dating one of the professors at Stanford. And she's I can't like... remember what the mum's job, job is, but I feel like, just off the top of my head, she is a professor. Yeah, she's something. Like, she has some kind of lecturer job. Yeah. So she's... maybe she's got a job at the... Yeah, Stanford, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Miss Darbis announces that um, Gabrielle is no longer part of the cast. But I think. She says no longer available to us, which I think is the best phrasing. No, 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 no. The best phrasing would have been, unfortunately, Miss Montez is no longer with us. (laughs) That would have been uh, better Grease Tuier phrasing, you know, like the whole after Cool Rider drops to his death. Yeah. Like that would have been really funny. And Sharpay is now Gabriella. Uh, and, you know, I think that could be the best thing for this show because her and Troy did a better job at summer than uh, Troy and Gabriella were managing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad Coach seems to take an interest in the show. He's talking with Troy 
you know, as, as he's practicing on the course. At, uh, yeah, like he's more okay with it than he well, previously has been. But then he goes, when were you going to tell me about Juilliard? Um, and yeah, and then, then he gets mad that he's been talking to other schools. Yeah, Chad would be uh, awfully disappointed. Yeah. Or would you be coach dad? So, yeah, he's like, Chad would get over it. It's you that has a problem. Exactly. Like, whereas I was thinking at first, dad was okay with the whole show thing. He's not at this point. Like, mm-hmm. he's really not. It becomes very sarcastic. And we get the best part of this film. We get Bet on It slash Footloose slash uh, Angry Dance from Billy Elliot sequence with Scream. And mm-hmm. it is a joy. Yes. This is the best part of this film. This is the best part of this film. This it's... song is incredible. He shows up to the school with his hoodie. I'm thinking, is he going to trash the school? And uh, he gets into the gym. I'm thinking, yeah, that's it. Down with the establishment. Destroy it. Mm-hmm. Burn it down like this, like dad coach burnt your dreams. And instead we get CGI basketballs raining on his parade. And I thought it was fantastic. Like, though he's just punching random basketballs that just have to come down in that area. I will say, some the basketballs that he does then interact with, which are real basketballs, oh, yeah. is pretty seamless. It the, is very seamless. The change between CGI basketball and real basketball. But when they're CGI, it's very clear. Yes. Um, and he inceptioned before Inception. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Chris Nolan, we can now confirm, is a fan of High School Musical 3. Yes, he saw this film and thought, hey... I'm going to put Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a sequence like this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where he got the idea for, as, as Troy does the Inception crawling oh, around absolutely. the locker room. So uh, he actually really um, injured himself doing this. I can imagine. I wonder um, if it was like on a revolve in the same way Inception was, that he actually has to move, or if it's just... No, he had to move. Yeah. It was on the revolve. So there's one part where he, as the wall is going, he's run up. He's on the bottom, on the flat part. Yeah. And then he lies down on his back and then it revolves. So he slides backwards down onto the top of a locker and he puts his hands up and apparently he like like messed his wrist up Bless banging him. into that. But you can also see in this scene where he jumps up against one of the walls, there's like yeah. dirty trainer marks like where he's done it I a bunch it. of times. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, we get the return of Troy Bolton poster. We do. You actually cheered for this. This is the the one thing that Danny said to me beforehand was they'd better have another big Troy poster yeah. for this one. And but it's not just him on the poster this time. It's him and another kid. So he pulled that other kid down off the wall. Well, yeah, he pulls the poster, and this is why he's perfect for Juilliard. He's so theatrical, so dramatic. Yeah. Um, and then he gets onto the stage. He's just like, ah. <sighs> 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 And I just, right, before this happened, in my mind, I was already thinking that we were going to get, I, I was going to make a joke to you about we were just going to get up. Because mm-hmm. I was like, of oh, course, I Miss, bet Miss Darbus is sat in the audience. I was going to be like, I bet Miss Darbus is going to be there because she's got nothing better to do. And then before I could make that joke to you, Miss mm-hmm. Darbus is there. Yep. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she says, well, I've got to repurpose the play because Sharpay. It's now playing Gabriella. And Tiara is now Sharpay. It's like, can you not do that from home? There's no kids here. Like, what are you actually doing here? Miss Darvis obviously lives on her own. She sleeps on her throne in her In her classroom, yeah. And, um, yeah. He seems comfortable up there. Mm. I said that to you. Said he does seem really comfortable up on the stage, and then Miss Darvis copied me. So, you know, drama teachers know this sort of thing. <laughs> Obviously, it's the same phrasing every time. And I've got in capitals called it. 
you know, Miss Darbis signed him up for Juilliard. And she actually does give some good advice to him, which I thought was nice. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really redeem her. She doesn't really do much in this. She facilitates things and it's far less selfish of her because she's letting them all be a part of it. I wouldn't say she's redeemed. She's Mm -hmm. passable. Yeah. You know, she doesn't do anything massively like offensive and bad in this one. No, this is what she should have been like in the original. Yeah, this one. is what she should have been like in the original. This is like a, an okay teacher. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is the best thing she does in the series. Yeah. I like the bit where Ryan's teaching Troy the moves. And then he says, now you're going to do it with Sharpay. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Troy says, Ryan's easier to dance with than Sharpay. Which I like. I like that there's a lot of like small reference to the fact that Ryan is far more talented than anyone's aware of. Yeah. Like throughout this, that's kind of one of the biggest like narrative threads in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also said at this point, I started to feel like Troy and Kelsey is also a far better combo. Yeah. Like they seem to have a nice ebb and flow between them. Yeah. You know, I could, I, I, I feel like it would have been a better way for him to end up with, with Kelsey. Yeah. She'd definitely been better for him. And he would have been good for her too. Imagine if Gabriella comes back and sees Troy kissing Kelsey. Kelsey. He'd literally have to bend in half to be able to kiss her. She's so teeny tiny. He can be standing on the piano. <laughs> Just lift her up and put her on top of the piano. Oh, I love the bit. So he goes home. And he has his tux and he models it for his mum and just his little posturing. His of his little hand. pose. It's so, so cute. Like you do feel like he is a kid showing off to his mum there. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And then Gabriella dumps Troy over the phone because of course she does. Of course. Because yeah. she sucks. Mm-hmm. Like. I understand her reasoning. I understand her reasoning. But it's just like the worst way she could have done that. Yeah, it really is. Like, could she not have just waited a week at until like graduation had finished and it was officially summer and she could go home. Mm-hmm. I just, all of this sucks. She's an awful person. <laughs> Have She's... you ever been dumped over the phone? Yes. Yeah, same. Sucks. She's an awful person. Mm-hmm. There's nothing nice about her. Do you have any friends, you know, from, you know, when this came out that like Gabriella? Do you know any high school musical fans that like Gabriella? No. But I was thinking about this. I was going to talk about this at the end, but we can talk about it now. Who is the self-insert character for High School Musical? Because, you know, all movies, you have the character that we're supposed to relate to, that we're supposed to be. And they wanted it to be, in this, that brainy girls who would, like, see Gabriella and be like, oh, yeah, she's like me. But... I was like a nerdy kid, not a science nerd, but like I was quite a nerdy kid and I hated her. I wanted to be Sharpay. <laughs> I think more people want to be Sharpay. Because she's just why, more fun. I think that's why the third one does get it wrong with Sharpay is the fact that Sharpay just goes back to being a villain. Like after two films, surely... They had nothing else to do with her, yeah. Yeah, like surely you know that Sharpay's actually the self-insert character. Mm-hmm. Like it's Troy... And it should be Gabrielle, but she's just not written well enough. She's so beige. Mm-hmm. She's so margarita. If she were a spice, she'd be flower. Yeah. You know, she's just dull. And I said to you, it's, of course it's not over. Because she's still wearing the tea necklace. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not over. If she had ended a scene ended by taking that scene off the necklace, I would feel like it yeah. was over. But it's not. So 
Imagine showing up early acceptance to university in your necklace that is essentially a possession collar that has your boyfriend's initial on it and being like, oh no, I just dumped him. I'm just going to keep wearing it. Yeah. T for Taylor, my best friend. <laughs> um, Troy is lying up on his bed a little bit upset and... Chad's all like, oh, hey, it doesn't matter. You've got more time now to focus on, like, the basketball and, and everything. And, and Troy doesn't see his life as a ball game anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes up with a plan. We cut back to Stanford. And I point out, she's like, is that Troy in a tree? Yep. This is before we even see Troy in the you tree. You just see his feet, yeah. You just see his feet. And it's like, is that Troy in that tree? And you're like, oh, my God, you can see Troy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, he's in the tree. <sighs> The, the, the biggest thing, the most unbelievable thing about this, after all the car issues he has had in this film, there is no way his car has made it so quickly to Stanford. It would be broken down. He would be left on a highway somewhere, broken down. Hmm. Unless... But life is a highway. Life is a highway. <laughs> or has he finally fixed it because boys are back he got the part he needed mm-hmm. maybe i don't know so yeah they have can i have this dance reprise a hundred percent all the sand for kids are going to mock her for this oh hey look she's the girl who couldn't cut it for a week so she had to get a high school boyfriend to calm down they danced in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's a weird sequence here i, I didn't really like it Because I don't want Troy to end up with her. No. You know. Have you ever seen... I'm going to assume that you haven't. There is an SNL skit with Zac Efron where it's Troy Bolton coming back to East High to give words of wisdom to the new like graduating class. And they're like, oh my God, it's Troy Bolton. And they sing a little song about how excited they are to see him. Yeah. And he gets up on the stage and talks about how nobody he was with at university uh, at school talks to him anymore because he realised as soon as he got to university that they went to some weird freak high school where you have musical and um, basketball and nobody plays basketball like that in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I have to check that one out because I quite like that, I'm sure. It's great. <sighs> I really didn't like when we had this song that we kind of... I like the idea that prom is in their mind and they're ev- prom with everyone else but it's just in their mind but I really hated Chad having his name and number on his shirt mm-hmm. he's so arrogant he's just awful but we get the first kiss of the film and presumably their second kiss ever yes obviously and uh, we get the line East High changed because she arrived and it's changed because you've gone I mean, change for the better because she's gone, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, uh, then we cut back and it's it's opening night. I assumed at this point, perhaps I just wasn't listening, I wasn't paying attention, but I assumed that Sharpay's parents didn't come because they were like in India and travelling the world. Yeah. But then they're there. So that kind of line was like messy. It felt like she was saying, no, don't worry, you're not here. I understand, I understand. Enjoy India. And then they're no, there. No, no. So that's not what she said. She said... 
how was India? And they're like, we're good. We just got off our private jet. We will be there for the opening. And she's like, oh, there's seats reserved for you. And then cool. they show up. But, but they're like miss- fresh off the jet. Yeah. In like... They are, they're two very white people yeah. dressed in traditional Indian clothing. Yes. And they should not be. And they're shaking hands with everyone as they come down the aisle into the school, which is really funny. I know they like they probably give all the money to this department. Probably the first but... time they're like, our Sharpay has friends. Mm. Uh, we do learn that Troy will not be making it until the second act. So Rocket Man is going to be going on in his part. Uh, obviously, Miss Darbis is disappointed, but she rolls with it. She's like, all right, places, let's get this going. Let's get this ready. Yeah. Then in come the people from Juilliard. And I think one of them looks remarkably like David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we go into this big sequence of the senior year musical. It opens. And I do think Ryan and Kelsey are too quiet. Someone in the back seat won't be able to hear them. And there's no visible mics. Yeah. It's like they're just singing to each other. And you can imagine people in the background being like, I can't hear them. What are we doing? What's happening? What's going on? Um, Especially because they're singing down towards the piano. Like, Kelsey's facing away. Mm -hmm. So the the sound isn't travelling. This Um, is great, though. So in this senior year spring musical, we get six different songs. Yes. So we have Last Chance, Now or Never... I want it all, which becomes a Ryan solo. Yes. We get I just want to be with you, both a Sharpe and Jimmy, and then a Troy and Gabriella version, and then a night to remember. Yeah. Which is great. The thing is though, the crowd give a standing ovation straight away, like after the first number. Like I would give a standing audience. ovation if this kind of choreography happened in a school show. No, but this is before the choreography begins. This is just from Ryan and Kelsey singing. Uh, and then half the audience stand up. We're all big fans. Like, it's too easy. It means nothing. Mm. The Juilliard teacher is impressed by Ryan. We hear him whisper, he's the choreographer. Which, you know, good. Like, we see they're taking note. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm like, do you know what? Sharpay deserves this. And I think this is the big fault of having Sharpay be responsible for all of it is like she has, by trying to meddle, she's her own worst enemy and she has sabotaged herself. Yep. You know, um, the domino effect of Troy not being there can all be traced back to her arrogance in trying to get, you know, Gabriella's part and get her out of here. Yeah. And I feel like, again, it's detrimental. If you'd had her be a victim of obvious conspiring from tiara mm-hmm. you'd have felt more tragic when this happened here at this point that she doesn't know but we're playing it for laughs that she's like no don't tell me don't talk to me tell troy i'll see him in 30 seconds when um whatever that kid is called yeah comes in and is like oh miss evans you know he's like oh has nobody told you and she's like just tell him to be here i have no time for you yeah it serves her right. It does, but I think that's a flaw with, with the Sharpe stuff in this one. Mm-hmm. Tr- it is funny because she goes on and you've got the great bit where she sings her line and no one comes. And she sings it again. Mm-hmm. And everyone's laughing. And then she sings it again and he finally bursts out like, it's like, I came in like a wrecking ball. And his costume is a mismatch of everything. He's just grabbed everything that was in the room and put it all on. And the sequence becomes very, very funny. And 
you know, you can see, like, Sharpay is obviously going through the motion. She's singing it well, but you can see her level of discomfort with him. Mm. Mostly because he's got that awful smell on him, that awful fragrance from yeah, earlier on. Yeah, his gross fragrance. I just think that after three films, you've we've seen some growth from loads of different characters. Yeah. Sharpay shouldn't have been the villain in this one. It should have been far more tragic at this point that we feel bad for her as opposed to laughing at her. Because after three films of laughing at her, too many people want to be Sharpay. You to know. still be having her be this character. And yeah. we know we're going to, I mean, I know we're going to have Sharpay's fabulous adventure. Yeah. The fact that they know that Sharpay is so important that they're going to do a spin off with her and mm. they still choose to treat her this way. This should have been a more tragic and a less comedic moment yeah Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure didn't happen until 2011 it doesn't matter though like Disney must have been aware the fact that they're merchandising that the only reason she has a little pink car is they can merchandise Sharpay figures they know her popularity yeah they shouldn't have done this and you know Troy arrives right after Mm -hmm. because of course he does Uh, why couldn't you have been here a few moments ago (laughs) Mm. Um, but then yeah Tiara planned it all she out Sharpayed Sharpay I love Troy. We know this. It's been well documented over two podcasts. Yeah. Objectively, he is not showing anything special here. This number is so boring and there is nothing that makes him stand out mm. to an audience. And I'm I'm already like, yeah, it's, he's not getting a scholarship at this point. He's not getting accepted to Juilliard. Because yeah. the, no one would look at it and go, yeah, this boy is special. There's nothing special about this performance. She should have channeled Scream, like the frustrations of senior year and the whole, like, what do I do? Yeah. And that, me as a Juilliard representative would be like, that is special. Mm-hmm. Look at that raw emotion. There's so much more they could have done, like, as a platform to showcase Troy, and it is not this. Yes, because... I said, when you said this to me when we were watching it, I was like, yeah, there's nothing happening in this show other than Ryan and Kelsey that I couldn't go to the next town over and see in another high school musical. Exactly. Other than Ryan and Kelsey, no one's done anything special. Like, even Sharpay, she sabotaged herself. But even yeah, when she does, but even when she comes out at the end, like, with her Mary Poppins umbrella... She doesn't say professional. She's not professional. No. And you look at that and you're just like... Yeah, there's nothing there. You could, there's millions of girls out there like the mm. Sharpay Evans. Um, I did like the bit where um, Tiara comes on as Sharpay and, you know, her parents are like, oh, look, our daughter's come on. Wait. Is that our daughter? <laughs> it might our be daughter. our daughter. We don't know. We don't really know who our daughter is. We don't see her that often. Yeah. And, and yeah, she's Mary Poppins, you She comes down with her pink flag. Was that always planned or did she just literally rig it at the last minute with her theatre expertise. I think it was always there and she just happened to know how to work it. Yeah, but if it was always there, why is um, Tiara not coming down from that way? No, like it was used in Tinseltown or something, you know. Um, Miss Darbus's interactions for graduation are cool, but it comes out of nowhere and it just comes very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um Especially because she announces that Kelsey and Ryan get the scholarships. But, like, how does she know that at this point? Has she whispered with the Juilliard people before they go, like, I need an answer. I need to know. Oh, yeah. She's talking to them backstage. We see it. Yeah. 
literally moments before this scene goes on. Yeah, they give her the. the Do they board. not have to have more like consultation with Juilliard first? No, they give her the pay. They obviously have final say. They give her the paperwork. I know. It but says it, it on. It just feels too quick. Yeah. But she announces that for the first year ever, there'll be two people. There'll be two scholarships. And of course, it is Kelsey and Ryan. Yeah, and they should be. They were objective. And Sharpay is very pleased for him. Yes, Sharpay is, nice. is announced as going to the University of Albuquerque, and she will return to the do drama um, at to assist with the drama department. Yeah, yeah. which but... means that uh, Sharpay and Chad are going to the same university. That feels so underwhelming for her character. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, hmm. You have all this money and you could go anywhere else. Are you just going to give up? You auditioned for one drama school. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. It feels so underwhelming for her. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. Um, I don't like that the one basketball boy we see is the one who's like, he passed. That should have been Zeke. That should have been Zeke going to culinary school. Mm-hmm. That's what that one should have been. I don't care about this slacker. We, we, Jason, yeah. yeah. We don't care about him. We don't know him, but we know Zeke. It should have been Zeke has met his dream. Yeah. You he know? gets to go and be like a professional chef. Yeah, he's going to culinary school. Mm-hmm. He's going to work with a uh, French pastry extraordinaire. Yeah, so I have a list of what schools the characters are attending and what their majors are going to be. Yeah. So we've got Gabriella is Stanford pre-law. Chad is University of Albuquerque on a basketball scholarship, but his um, major is undecided. Taylor is Yale political science, which is really funny because this actress shows up in Gilmore Girls at Yale in the journalism club, which is really funny. She's in one episode just in the background. Post High School Musical. Post High School Musical. Cool. Um, and then we have Chopin, Albuquerque Theatre, Ryan, Juilliard Choreography, Kelsey, Juilliard Music. And then Troy stands forward and he says he chooses... He chooses basketball. Basketball. And, and theatre. <laughs> He's going to the University of California. Berkeley. Yes. Which, which is a better school than Stanford. Yeah, so I looked it up. Obviously, we're not American. We don't know how these schools work. Yeah. But when I googled which one was better... Berkeley has more accolades than Stanford does, which I think from a very basic standpoint, it is absolutely hilarious that Troy gets into a better university than Gabriella does. Yes. Good or for justice you. for Troy. He puts in the work. Chad runs off stage because he is a toxic friend and doesn't want to celebrate Troy's decisions and success. So Troy follows him and uh, says that, you know, Berkeley has a good uh, basketball programme. They play. And we'll see you in November. Mm -hmm. And that's how it wins them over because it's like, they were once partners, Mm -hmm. but now they're bitter rivals. And over the top of this scene, we get a slow version of we're all in this together while everybody does some step touches. Oh, yeah. I said, we're all in this together. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The EH in graduation is hilarious. That is, isn't that so cool? The way cool. they throw it, like, um, get, got them all sat, so you've got their white hats and their, the red hats to create EH. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy's speech does come across as a true leader. It's fantastic. I do think the school caters to Sharpay way too much if a boy gets a little graduation thing. Like, it's just... She did that for him. It's got nothing to do with her. Why is there a little diploma? Why has he got a seat? Because she's done it. I she's obviously know. bought a second seat. I don't know. I think the school's catered, possibly. 
Yeah, and we get High School Musical, fun, energetic finale. Mm -hmm. It's not the happy ending I would have wanted for Troy. No. But, you know, he's at least... He has got basketball. He's got theatre. Mm -hmm. He's going to carve his own identity. He's going to follow his own path on his own merit, which is fantastic, a testament to his work ethic. But he's still stuck with Gabriella. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't feel like he's he's kind of opened up with his friend. I think that SNL skit will be perfect. It will hit the nail on the head. It's like, Chad and me. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. We're not friends. And I'm really glad I'm not friends because he's really nasty. Yeah. So, you know, I'd love the cool final curtain section, though. I think that's really nice. They come forward from the curtains and then they get their final bows mm-hmm. before the other curtains come on. But I was disappointed that Kelsey wasn't up there. Like, especially in this one, she's done far more as well. We should have had Kelsey and Ryan. We should have had uh, Chad and Taylor. We should have had Sharpay and Boy. And then Troy and Gabriella. You know? Yeah. It's just a shame that Kelsey, who has been quite important through all of this doesn't get that that bow there at the end but it was a really nice ending i thought it was a cool little sequence to end on so fun fact (laughs) go for it when i saw this in theaters this film ended by showing the blooper reel yes i don't know why they decided to do that but they did a lot it happens a lot with teen movies you get the like bloopers at the end and it's always quite funny however one of the bloopers from this film is the graduation speech where it cuts across from troy to zeke and ryan sat next to each other and Lucas Grabeel, like, jumped over and kisses the actor that plays Zeke. And they left that at the end of the film. And I was like, this is canon. I'm not, like, I refuse <laughs> to believe this is anything but canon. So yeah. now Ryan and Sharpay have both kissed Zeke. Well, Sharpay hasn't. Yeah, she kissed him on the cheek. At the end of the second movie. Oh, and I thought you credit- meant. No, the first movie in the end credit scene. They, they did. I thought you meant um, the slap that Troy gave. Oh, that too. That was cute, though. <laughs> I like that as a thing. Yeah. That if that showed up in more things, like catching someone's kiss and then putting yeah. it on somebody else, that's really funny. You should use that in a drama performance. I will do. You should have used that in Greece. That would have been hilarious. Like oh. Rizzo blowing a kiss to Danny and Danny like slapping it onto Kaniki. Yeah. It would have been really funny. Well, we know for next time. Now. Yeah. What is your best song and why is it Scream? It's Scream. Scream is the best song in this show. Yeah. It's so good. It is so fantastic. I'll tell you what my second best song is, because we agree that Scream is Scream's yeah. your best song as yes. well. My second best song is I Want It All. Yeah. Because when Laurie, who was previously on the podcast, came down to visit, we blasted this song in the car on the way to yeah. IKEA. And I was Ryan and she was shopping and it was great. That's fair. <laughs> it was so fun. What would your second best be? Probably the boys are back. Yeah. But I did like the opening number. I really did like... I, I like I Want It All. I did like Now or Never. I think that was nice. What is your Skip It song and why is it Walk Away? It's Walk Away, <laughs> Can I Have This Dance and Just Want to Be With You. Oh, I like Can I Have This Dance and nah. I Just Want to Be With You. Nah. Like I say, the problem is I hold all uh, Troy and Gabriella songs to the standard of breaking free and none of them have been okay what's better the troy and gabriella i just want to be with you or the sharpay and jimmy i just want to be with you 
Sharpay and Jimmy. Rocket oh, Man. yeah. Uh, I think, actually, that I just want to be with you that is the best is the Ryan and, Ryan and Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. Who is your MVP for this one? Troy Bolton. It is Troy Bolton. <laughs> it's always Troy It's Bolton. been Troy for every single one of them, which I <laughs> think is hilarious. And which role do you want to play in this one? And why is it Sharpay? <laughs> it's always Sharpay. I would always want to be Sharpay. It... Why anyone would want to play any other female character is beyond me. Yeah. It's right. I know you haven't watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, but the premise at the beginning of the first series is that they're all auditioning to do High School Musical. And everyone wants to play Sharpay. No. No? The, the two main girls are both like, we're going to fight to the death to play Gabriella. But that's because that comes from Why? Disney. Like, it's a Disney thing. Of course it's going to be Gabriella because they see her as the main character. But... I know, but it is just a bit like... Mm. And then they have Sharpay played by an openly gay male character and it's this really like cute progressive thing with, but mm. he's the only person who auditions to play Sharpay. really it makes no sense oh. like where are the rest of the kids who want to play Sharpay? yeah they've in recent years decided that they don't like her for some reason but... well i think it shows with this one the fact that Sharpay definitely doesn't seem as important and they just feel like they just don't understand the character mm. you we were talking a lot about character uh Integrity. integrity they don't understand Sharpay as a character no. and I think that becomes very very clear because she's so inconsistent yeah I I still want to say Troy is the character I play mm-hmm. without a doubt I'm okay with that yeah I think Troy Bolton continues to be the best mm-hmm. about this um over on Instagram 74% of you said that yes, you are fans of High School Musical compared to 26% you said no, I am not a fan. Yeah. Joseph Smith said, fine movie, not as good as two, on par with one with slightly better songs and production. I definitely mm-hmm. think it's better than one. But yeah. I really disliked one. Mm-hmm. Over on Twitter, 15% said this is just okay. said no, it's one high school musical too many. And 56% of you said yes, once a wildcat. So again, a very, very popular one. Uh, At B-Way Ghostlight said, I have never seen a high school musical movie, so I have to abstain courteously. At Plot underscore Family said, where's the option for these are all horrible abominations of musicals that were inspired by Satan himself and every copy should be burned in a righteous fire? Because that's my vote. Mm Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast at Miss Unscore Elena said again, I repeat, once a wildcat, always a wildcat. Yes, indeed. Theatre flashbacks. So at Theatre Flashback one said, I've only seen the first two. I need to put this right. Happy summer holidays to you both. And then friend of the podcast at Jared Good replied <laughs> saying, Drew is going to push me into watching the entire DCOM collection, I feel. So I responded saying, as they say in High School Musical, we're all in this together. If I have to go through it, it's only fair I take you with me. Yes, indeed. It occurred to me the other day we haven't watched Teen Beach Movie yet. <laughs> I'm not saying we'll do it next, but it will happen. We've got to finish The Descendants first, I feel, before we start new decoms. Mm-hmm. At Exit underscore Music said, while a better movie than the first in a lot of ways, it's just not as rewatchable. I do stand by this trilogy as a camp classic that will be loved for years. I once saw Drag House perform a compilation of High School Musical songs with a lot of the original choreography and it brought the house down. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a a video of that. 
And oh, Shylanta said better than High School Musical 2. And I replied, is it better than High School Musical 1? She responded with yes. But I do appreciate High School Musical 1 for starting the franchise. I think the first one is the weakest, but also the most iconic. Yeah. Which I'd agree with. I think the first one certainly is the weakest, but I think musically has far more... Interestingly, far more songs I'd be more inclined to listen to from the first one. No. No, see, what I would have in the first one, if I could create the ultimate high school musical playlist, I would probably just have Stick to the Status Quo Mm -hmm. and Breaking Free. Mm -hmm. But I I have We're All In This Together for you. That feels like yeah, integral but you to being part of it. don't have some of my favourite songs from the first one. So basically anything that Ryan and Sharpe sing except for Bob to the because Top. Because I didn't like them. I know. I didn't like their performances in the, in the first one. Because there were moments as well where they performed something after Troy and Gabriella did. And Troy and Gabriella did it better. Mm. But the second one, Fabulous, is, a, is an okay song. It's great. Yeah, uh, You've got... You do I, have... You are the music in me, the Sharpay version. Yes, I do. I like that one. Because that's so much better. Sharpay and Troy did a much better job of it. Mm. I have I Don't Dance on the the playlist. And of course, I have Bet on it. Mm -hmm. I feel like High School Musical 2 has the best songs throughout. Yes, I agree. High School Musical 3, the only ones that I've added thus far are Scream and Boys Are Back. I can't say I'm inclined to want to put more, but I might add a few more. Mm -hmm. Um... So I think this is on par musically with High School Musical 1. It is my favourite of the High School Musical films, though. Mm-hmm. High School Musical 1, I think I gave one star to. High School Musical 2, I gave two stars to. Yes. I gave this one three stars. Yay! It's not perfect. Hooray! And there's, there's a lot of things I dislike, but mm-hmm. I do think... You know, I think the characters... They haven't all had the depth they should, but I like seeing Ryan and I like seeing him get some praise and the opportunity to stand on his own two feet. I love Scream. And there's some nice moments to this. Yeah. It's not perfect, but I think it's a a satisfying end. Mm -hmm. Good. I'm glad you gave it three stars. That's really cool. I had to go one, two, three, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Sharpay. I don't know, will I get four? Because it's High School Musical 4. Mm. If I follow well, that no, trend. Well, no, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure isn't a musical. So we're not going to cover it? No. Oh! I'm going to force you to watch it with me at some point. Oh, I'm so glad musical. it's not a musical. It has like two songs. It's not Three a musical. Songs. That's maybe more musical. songs than Sister Act have. It might be no, it's really not. Phew. I can breathe a sigh of relief. What are we watching next week? we've done a few weeks of some uh, more modern modern and maybe some more questionable ones I mean we, I enjoyed Cinderella mm-hmm. but between this and Grease 2 certainly some more uh, questionable musicals so uh, we are going to continue um, the idea of uh, I guess musicals that have something to do with uh, motor vehicles of some sort in Grease 2 it is a motorcycle in uh high school musical three it's troy's busted van Mm -hmm. and next week it will be chitty chitty bang bang yes indeed what is chitty chitty bang bang it's a car what kind of car is it it's a flying car 
by Dick Van Dyke that's powered by music. It's a racing car. Is it a racing car? Yeah. Like Grease Lightning. It's a race car. I had no idea. Mm. I'm going to have a child catcher. Yes, we are. We are jumping back to 1968 to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Very exciting. I have not watched this in ages. I'm really excited. And then the week after, we will be watching the pirate movie. I'm so excited to watch the pirate movie. It's going to be amazing. You're going to hate it. (laughs) Well, we're watching the pirate movie because uh, that episode will drop on the 9th of August. And on the 10th of August, we will be going away for a staycation uh, to Cornwall, to St. Ives. Mm -hmm. And then on the 16th, we will be returning to some live theatre because we are due to see... Be More Chill at yeah. last. Yes, so we indeed. will be dropping an episode covering our thoughts on Be More Chill, which we'll be seeing at the start of August, mm-hmm. which is going to be very, very exciting. So watch this space. Some great content coming your way over the next three weeks that you can make sure you are part of the conversation on uh, over on Twitter and Instagram at It's A Musical Pod. Let us know your thoughts. We'll post polls on Twitter and uh, via the stories on Instagram. Get involved in the conversation. Tell us your thoughts. And let us know, have we missed anything out about High School Musical 3 that you feel I should know? Uh, Get involved in the conversation, as always. We love your interaction. And you can be sure to find us each week on a multitude of fantastic podcast platforms over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app via the podcast section, on Stitcher and on Podbean. And if you like what we do, be sure to go over to Apple Podcasts or to podchaser.com and give us a five-star review and help the podcast grow. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's a summer bank holiday. Yeah. What better way to a bank holiday than Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I know, it does feel like a Summer Holes film. I say that. I don't know if it's the best way for a bank holiday. I've never done it before. You're missing out. It's always fun when we get back to some of the classics, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I do like... I I feel like the more modern ones have a bigger success criteria. Like, if we looked at the ratio of five stars to low stars, I feel like more of the classics kind of go further back. But, you know, things like Slipper in the Rose, for instance, I really enjoyed that one, and it's put me in the mood to watch a lot more classical musicals. Yeah. And hopefully we won't have to come back to DCOMs for a while. <laughs> you wish. We will see you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. And as usual, have a magical Wildcat Monday. Once a Wildcat, always a Wildcat.